Hello and welcome to the next podcast where uh, today we are going to be talking about the Mountain Leader course. This is something I've wanted to do for a long time but actually it takes quite a long time to do it, a bit of investment uh, and I really wasn't in the right position to go ahead and do it and the plan was after that last event that the last podcast was about and by the way if you listen to that thank you ever so much i really really appreciate it let me know what you think you can drop me a message on socials um so yeah the plan always was to to finish a chin-up event and then start moving forward with the with the mountain leader course and the whole podcast i'm going to talk about today for the next 20 minutes is about what the course is why you do it what the format of it is and you know what the what you have to do to be able to pass it so the the reason you do the ml course and I'll say ML for the rest of the time, semi-same mountain leader. But the reason you do the ML course is so you can build confidence in the mountains, especially in the UK, and you can gain a qualification that allows you to go ahead and go and lead others confidently in pretty much any kind of scenario in mountains. So you've got two ML courses, you've got like a summer and winter, and traditionally you do the summer first, and the winter is like a, another level up. You're gonna deal with a bit more severe weather systems, you know, look at ice climbing, some snow work in terms of snow survival. And yeah, so so the first step really is to go ahead and start doing your looking at doing the ML. And I wanna do the mountain leader course because number one, I've got so many things I want to achieve in the mountains and I love being in the mountains. I've got so many challenges written down in my notepad that all involve mountainous terrain. So naturally I'm trying to learn as much as I can about it. And the first step for me is always reading. I love reading and I'm hammering through books at the minute and maybe I'll do a podcast all about that. And then the next thing I try and do is just get out and experience it. And then I'll look at courses once I feel like I'm at a level that's competent enough to go ahead and do these assessments or courses. So, yeah, that, that's the reason I wanted to do it. And the second thing is what I do currently, and, you know, going to try and be as transparent as possible. What I do currently brings me no income in whatsoever. So everything we're doing in terms of fundraising is for charity. So at the minute, I'm in a position where I have no income currently coming in and I'm looking to build aspects of my lifestyle that allow me to have some revenue income to continue doing what I'm doing and find what I do fulfilling, uh, which is obviously raising money for charity and, and selfishly getting to do these challenges that I love training for and preparing for. So uh, the, the opportunity to go and guide in the mountains is like a combination of both. I can guide people, bring, us, bring an income in, and also do something I love doing and in enhance my knowledge experience in that environment for the future the other bit is going to be amazing which i'm really excited to do is introduce some of these kids that go to some of these charities i support introduce them to that environment and take them out let them see the real outdoors away from the cities the towns you know the streets that they're all used to and take them to a place where they can potentially spend 48 hours and not see another person except from the group that we're in and experience some bad weather a little bit of like you know a bit of hardship understand how to camp and look after themselves independent be constantly become independent so yeah that, that's why i was doing it and the ml course the best way of looking at it is you sign up through something called mountain training and then you have to log 20 what they call quality mountain days on that system online and you provide evidence for that and a quality mountain day involves loads of different prerequisites so you have to have to use navigations so you can't just follow a track the whole way you have to go off what you call off piste 
and you know navigate properly you have to do some difficult terrain you have to deal with some different weather systems you have to travel a certain amount of distance it's going to be quite tough and you have to be out on the out on the mountains for at least a minimum of five to eight hours the other the other bits really they want to see is things like you going wild camping so wild camping is where you find a point above 600 meters in the mountain and camp has to be a little bit hidden away. You, uh, you know, you have the whole thing of leaving no mess, leaving no trace and going back off in the morning again. So you log these 20 mountain days, which for me was actually a bit of a challenge because I've done lots of stuff in the mountains, whether we go back into doing bits in the Marines and you know just being out and doing weekends when I was free. But I had no evidence of it. So in terms of evidence, remembering any of the routes we did, when it was, times distances so i had to start getting back out again and logging these these things and logging the, the the weekends away and a few days here and there to get to the point where i could do the course so i did that and then you sign up and go and, and go for the course now there's i'm going to talk about the stages first and we'll, then we'll work backwards again so you go and do this course which is a week-long course so it's six days long uh, it's quite intensive so it's about 10 hours a day and then after that, you then have to go ahead and go and log another 20 quality mountain days, applying the things that you've learned from the course. If you already have lots of experience in the mountains, you already logged those extra 20 mountain days, you can, as long as the, is, the assessor thinks you've got the skills, you can roll straight into the assessment week. But you go ahead and log those extra mountain days. And then following that, you then go and uh, sign up and go and do your final assessment, which is another, I believe it's a six day or five day course and that is pure assessment. So there to assess you, see what your skills are like, and then you pass at the end of that and you suddenly become an ML. So the course, well I did mine in the Lake District and somewhere actually I've, I've spent most of my time in the mountains, which is down by Wasdale Head, which is where you see the mountain ranges of Great Gable, Scarfell Pike, Scarfell. So the ones that most people, if they're into any kind of mountain walking or whatever, trekking, Lake District stuff, they'll know that area. And we stayed in a youth hostel there, which was great because it made it a little bit cheaper and it was really quiet because of all the restrictions at the minute. Uh, and I went in there with like a, what did I, uh, the ML course in the Marines is pretty intense. Well, I'd say pretty intense, it completely devalues it, but it's really intense, it's mega tough, um, physically arduous, mentally arduous, really, really difficult, known for being difficult. So I sort of came into this thinking that that's what I was expecting. I was expecting it to be an absolute slog fest where, you know, it's going to be difficult, you're going to be tired all day, you're not going to get much sleep, you're going you're gonna, to you know, you're gonna get tested. But actually, I got there and I realised quite quickly that it was the very opposite of that. They're there to coach you to be able to go and lead others in the mountains and how you do that. So it's really interesting. We sort of arrived on it on and the course started on Sunday morning. And we started off just by actually looking at navigation and the basics of navigation. So getting maps out, looking at what things the maps are, what contour lines are, how you start to look at those and read them. It's all classroom based. And then we got to go out on the uh, on the hills for a small walk to look at navigation for the rest of the day. So the, the format of the day was always like a nine, eight or nine a.m. start, run throughout the day then until about half past five. You have a little break for dinner and then you usually have another hour or two of lectures in the evening. So yeah, we went out and it was really interesting actually. I hadn't done like what we call micro navigation, which is where you look at a map and go, right, that over there is 100 meters away. Let's go to that. That's, you know, let's look at every single small aspect on that map 
Whereas actually my navigation I tend to use is quite, well, it's a lot bigger than that. I'll just look at a certain route and go, okay, we're gonna walk through that valley, then we're gonna head up through uh, on this spur of this mountain up to the top, or, you know, and, and look at it much bigger. So it was a really good refresher for me to look at the basics. Uh, and that definitely helps when, you know, certain situations come into play because mountains can throw all sorts at you. And that's why I like, love it. Like it tests you so quickly. It tests your mentality, the ability to stay calm when the weather suddenly just switches and gets bad or the visibility gets to, gets to 10 meters. And that's where this micro nav comes into play, just following a bearing on your compass or, uh, or you know, looking at small features just a few, you know, 10, 20, 30 meters away from you and what they look like on the map. So that was really, really beneficial. And we spent the whole day doing that. Uh, and then I got to really spend a bit of time with the with the other people in the course. And we had some fantastic guys in the course. There's, there was six of us in total. We had someone that competes in strong, well, I don't know if you say, I think you say strong woman rather than strong man, but strong man competitions. She was incredible. She Her numbers were mad, as in, I think she told me she was strict pressing like 80 kilos, uh, which is, I think well, probably more, definitely more than what I can do currently from the state of my shoulder. And then, uh, and then yeah, then we had um, an ex, uh, an ex, I think logi logistics or intelligence uh, PTI, um, and we had a Rome ex Romanian armed forces who specialise in mountain warfare. So that was interesting. We had a doctor, so we had a really interesting collective group uh, of different skills. And the tell you what, the first thing I realized, I had no idea on, on any kind of plants, trees, greenery. So we started, as we went around the course, they started picking things out and they all knew what they were. And I had no idea. I'd gone there with the whole thing of, I'm here to navigate, deal with bad weather, camp, keep people safe, get off the mountain. And what actually I quickly learned was about appreciating it. So something I've come out of the course from was like, I have no idea on trees, on those, you know, small things, some little bits about wildlife, which I'm definitely gonna learn more about and, and take away with me. So it's really beneficial having those other people on the course, because it opened my eyes up to actually knowing a little bit more about some of the things maybe wasn't that interested about beforehand. So yeah, then, then, then the course sort of slowly ramped up because the first few days, I was a bit, in my, in my head I was a bit like, this, this seems a bit basic but you could see what they were doing. They're just slowly building it up. It's important to add as well. It's very, Sunday night was the World Cup, uh, World Cup, the European Cup final. So uh, we had to get out and go and watch it. It was a nice little bit as a group. We went to some random pub in the middle of the Lake District. My God. Yeah, uh, it was hilarious. There was, there was hundreds of people hammered off their head, absolutely drunk watching this game. We were sat there watching, but um, yeah, we then next day went off and we looked at some rope work. So we looked about how to, without any kind of like harness and equipment and things, if you're in a position to have to abseil down a mountain, how do you do it? So we looked at that with different rope setups and things, which was great, it's actually really good fun. Again, looking at anchors, finding the right kind of like boulders to set up anchors on. And then we looked at, uh, after that, uh, about some more like specific rope work to keep people safe moving across certain terrain which was enjoyable and something, again, I, I looked at years ago, but it was a nice refresher because I think if I got to that situation, I'd have to be a bit like, oh yeah, what would be 100% of what I'd have to do there. So after that then, we spent the next day looking at more nav work. So that was us going a little bit higher this time, a bit more challenging. The way they did the navigation work, which is really good fun, was that you just each took a leg, 
So the instructor, Carol, were, uh, who, who was fantastic with her husband who took the course, she would go, uh, right, I want you to take us to this point here on the map and point something out. It could be as, you know, to begin with, it was quite large. It'd be like this high point or it'd be this building or the start of this lake. And you'd navigate to that and navigate, you know, it could, I think one of the routes would be about one half K and sometimes they'd be small if they're a bit more difficult. So you can see kind of distances we were knocking up and uh, if you've got me on on Strava, I believe I did log most of it on, on my uh, on my watch as we were going along. So you can see the kind of routes we were doing if you want some ideas. But they're really good routes. We got to see some great places, have some good views. And my God, it was hot. It was so, so hot. In fact, it was so hot. One of the, one of the guys on there, the doctor, he was an absolute legend, David. He... He got so burnt, he looked like a squashy. So for the rest of the course, I called him Dr. Squashy, but that's another story. So the the, the main bit there was, like, okay, here we go, was the expedition. I was looking forward to it, um, and it was a two-day expedition. So what that means is we set off nice and early in the morning. We then went out into the, into the mountains, and then we would wild camp out in the mountains before navving for the rest of the next day and returning. So that meant carrying all the league kit, and the biggest thing they sort of looked at there was weight. Why would you carry lots of weight if you can try and keep it down? So I always think with when you go into the mountains and you want to go camping, it's a bit of a cap. You've got to find a nice balance between luxury and going really basic. And I've done both. So, you know, I've done it luxury where I've taken all my camera gear before. I've taken the nice sleeping bags, the, all the food. I've taken, you know, different chargers so I can watch stuff when I'm chilling out, books and all sorts. And, and then, I, then I've gone super basic where I take nothing except the bare minimum. In fact, I've gone so basic, I didn't even take a tent. I just took a little bivy bag with me. And, uh, and with that, then we just, just find somewhere to lay down and get inside this bag and fall asleep in the middle of nowhere. So you look at both and I find it's finding a nice niche in the middle there, specific to what, you know, what you're doing out in the mountains or what your goal is. So we set off there and I think, you know, weight wise, it's quite minimal. I think I was carrying only about 13 kilos. Much to the uh, to the anger of some of the other uh, guys in the course, because I think I did have the lightest bag, which was quite comical considering I was probably the biggest person there. But uh, yeah, I think that was just because I spent quite a lot of time out there, and I know I know the kind of stuff I can take for a two dayer, and I sort of got it just about right in terms of food intake. I suppose I think I maybe would have taken a slightly bit more just because it was so hot, so I was probably expending a bit more energy. But you know, I still felt good after after we got down off the mountain. So the first day was great. Bit more specific navigation, and we really looked specific this time. It was like go. And if you're not sure what a contour line is, if you ever get a map out, look at a map, and you'll see like these faint red lines, and they're like squiggles, and it shows differences in height of every ten meters. So a lot of it, we were looking at just a smallest little change in the contour line and try and draw that on the ground. And it sounds quite easy, but when you're in the mountains and there's, you know, there's different contours everywhere, different elevations, the ground's all over the place. So difficult to find those really small spots. But if you get that right, then my God, you know, biggest scale navigation stuff becomes a lot easier. So we spent the whole day out navigating, about 10, 12 hours, uh, it, you know, and then we set up our tents by this tarn which was amazing, it was ever so good. Uh, it's really, really pretty. I'll put some pictures on Instagram as we're going along. And camped up there, we got to chill out for a few hours. That again is where I know the, the tricks. So the trick straight away is any opportunity in those scenarios to sleep, sleep. Because you never know what's going on. So 
I think whilst the others were chilling out or like eating and stuff, I literally went straight to sleep and got an hour or two sleep before I then, uh, I then we will we went out on the night navigation, which was oh, it was bring back some good memories. So we yeah, you, we basically went out and we started doing some night navigation. We left our tents where they were, went around the mountains doing night nav. So night nav obviously becomes a lot difficult because your visibility, and especially for me, my reliance on what you call ground to map or map to ground. So what I'm doing is I look at the map and look at the ground and I draw where I am and my route in my head. And I understand by looking at the map where I'm looking at. At night you can't do that. So at night you really do have to rely on your bearing and counting your steps. So you know how many steps, so this sounds really sad, but you know, I know that 63 steps for me, um, and 63 I count every two to make it easier. I'm from Rushden in Northamptonshire, so counting over, well to be fair, counting over 10 it gets difficult. So 63 is a real challenge. So I do every two steps, I'll, I'll, I'll count one, then do another two steps, two. I know when I get to 63 I've done 100 meters. So by doing the count steps, it just, it, it allows me to know exactly on the map how far I've gone following a certain bearing. So that's what you do at night. So we did the night nav, really good fun. No one got lost. Uh, we all, you know, um, we, we all got around it really well. The other, the other guys on the course did a fantastic job of their, their legs as well, they were navigating. And then we got to go back to the tent and go to sleep. I, uh, I felt really awake, so I was quite buzzed after the night nav. So I did lay there for a little while, couldn't sleep for a while. Um, and also the other reason I couldn't sleep very well is because no matter how much spray I put on me, I, got, I just get attacked by midges. Midges are probably one of the worst things in the world. I'm not a child, that sounds like an exaggeration, but it's not. When you're out there, they feel like the worst thing in the world. They just don't go away, they keep biting you, they don't stop, they don't go away, no matter what. The only time they went away is when it gets windy. So if you ever see, if you ever get loads of midges attacking you, get to a point where it's windy and they go away. It's like a little trick. So yeah, I, was so, I had so many bites on me, they're all itchy, so I was struggling to sleep. We woke in the morning, uh, not used to it, we got lay-in, so we didn't have to meet until like 8 a.m., so it was quite relaxed. So we woke up, had some had some breakfast. The food you take out of the mountains is you like your normal um, ration, kind of like ration patch, but might have seen them before, like boiling the bag food. Um, you can have a lot of dehydrated food that you had boiling water to. Obviously had a coffee. And then, uh, and then yeah, then, then headed out on another day of navigation where we actually went around the mountains, some fantastic peaks that, that Carol decided for us to go to and such a nice day, it was so hot. Um, and we spent the whole next, oh, it must've been another 12, another, yeah, it must've been another 10 hours, I imagine, out in the mountains walking around. We didn't cover lots of distance because there's lots of start and stop with nav work, but you don't realize when you've got a bag on your back and you just, you know, in that heat and it's exposed and it wasn't very windy. So it did take a toll on all of us. So, you know, I came back with some serious tan lines and, uh, and the need to moisturize my face, which I never do anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, then we got back and that was the end of that. And then the following day, we did a little bit of work on looking at river crossing and looking at some safety work with, with taking out kids and young adult, adults out into the mountains. So how you manage that? Because group management and leadership is such a big part of being a mountain leader in terms of getting people to buy into you, getting them to feel safe and also getting them to follow the different protocols that you want them to follow. So we talked about that for the rest of the day. And then we finished off with, uh, with a one-on-one -on -one basically they give you a feedback on how they thought you did on that course for the week and uh, and then the look forward so traditionally the you would do a, a another maybe another year of mountain experience after 
you've uh, after you've done your like course another year of different experience in the mountains and then do your final assessment but I was quite lucky uh, that Carol and the team basically said that I'd be good to go on to the assessment as quick as possible if I'd like to. So I just need to log some more days to get over the, the, the initial prerequisite of 40 days. So I'm going to be out in the mountains a bit. Any listeners that uh, you know want to jump on with me and come and join me, give me a shout. It's always nice to have some company uh, when you're going out there. And yeah, I'm going to log those days and hopefully get on the, the assessment as quick as possible. So moving forward, I can take some people out to the mountains and I can go and also, you know, test myself out there confidently knowing that I've done some of the, the work behind the scenes to get there. So, you know, I've got a stack of books that I'm now reading, some of them about navigation, about weather. There's so many different things you need to know to be really good out there. So that's the ML course in, in, in a in a sort of brief overview and I really enjoyed it and if none, if, if you're listening and you haven't been out in the mountains I highly recommend it get out there and just experience it if you're not if you're feeling safe find a guide that can go and take you or go and to go and look at some lower peaks and find some safer routes that are easier to do that you're going to have the tracks that you know you're not going to get lost on and uh, and yeah you know if you've got any questions just drop me a message best place is probably Instagram uh, drop me a message on there and again thank you for listening really brief one today just talking about my experience with the ml course we'll probably pull some funny stories from it once uh once i do another podcast but yeah class great group we did it with carol the instructor was great uh love amazing place in the lakes district we are near a place called Vastwater, wasdale head highly recommend it get down there go and see it. it's a massive massive valley uh with the deepest lake there is in the uk in the you know not in the uk i think just in england and some really, really pretty mountains, especially when you get weather like we had. We were very lucky. Team, cracking. Thanks for following. I really appreciate everything you're doing. I suppose other bits you should know, I'm going to be launching vlogs and doing some YouTube vlogs, just showing you a bit more in depth about everything I'm up to at the minute. So if you want to watch them, get involved, uh, comment, subscribe. Please tell people about what we're trying to do. Unfortunately, today I was supposed to be in Iceland doing another challenge which I hadn't announced purely because it's so up in the air it's the world we live in currently everything's in there so it's not in my control so I was happy and I've got lots of exciting things going forward which I'll talk to you about on the next podcast team legends thanks for listening seek drive conquer go out there and take on your own challenges and uh, drop me a message and let me know if you have any questions thanks team and I'll catch you soon